Welcome to Capital Ideas, the podcast where members of the Majority Democratic Caucus in the Washington State House of Representatives sit down at the Capitol and talk about ideas. We're on the road today, once again in Vancouver, Washington, on the banks of the mighty Columbia River. We came down to catch up with 49th District State Representative Monica Stonier. The last time she was featured on Capital Ideas, she was Representative Stonier of the 17th Legislative District. That was almost three years ago. Since then, Monica lost her re-election bid, moved into the 49th, and resumed her public education career as a middle school instructional coach. If you don't know what that is, like I didn't, that's someone who, like Monica, has years of success as a classroom teacher and uses that experience to help other teachers improve their on-the-job skills. Two years go by. A seat unexpectedly opens up for a 49th District State Representative. Monica goes for it, and here we are, about to review her second time around as a freshman lawmaker. We talked on June 8, 2017, and it went like this. Welcome back to Capital Ideas, Representative Monica Stonier. Thank you for having me. This is your third time here. The first time I interviewed you was very soon after your first election as a state representative. Then at the end of your two-year term, I interviewed you to find out how that term had gone. When you ran for re-election, you came in second place. Mm -hmm. Two years later, you ran again. You won. You're back. And I want to ask you how it feels to be a freshman again in the state legislature. Well, I certainly forgot about the pace. (laughs) It doesn't take long to forget about how insane the schedule can be. But I came back with a few tips for myself about how to keep that schedule kind of under control and remembering how to schedule meetings in a way that, you know, kept your sanity and kept your um, water intake and and opportunities to have some food between, you know, kind of a little bit more under control than the first time when I made far many more mistakes. Um, So it was kind of nice to have that experience and then also be able to offer that support and experience to the new freshmen coming online, that it felt good to be useful to my class. I was going to ask you if you had been able to serve kind of as a unique sort of mentor to your fellow freshmen who were true freshmen. As somebody who studies learning, I feel like it's important for people to kind of figure things out on their own. It's more meaningful learning. So I tried to offer some insight where I could and be helpful where I could, but still give people the freedom to kind of learn how to be in this place in their own way. The legislature, like many large organizations, tends to work on relationships. And you had two years of forming relationships. You are a person who got along well with people on both sides of the aisle. Were you able to pick up those relationships after a two-year hiatus and, and find yourself really being effective this year? You know, after being gone for two years, the people I have good relationships with are now in leadership or chairing a committee or have moved on to the Senate. So as a freshman this time around, I have those pre-existing relationships to really build on. And we had another large freshman class this time around. So, you know, really getting connected with some of the Republican freshmen who came in and getting connected with my class in the Democratic caucus, I think you know, really helped me build on not only the pre-existing relationships, but also new ones. People have anticipations. It's a normal thing. We all look forward to things. I want to find out if this first 
session of your second biennium has lived up to the expectations that you might have developed during those two years when you were not in the legislature after having served a two-year term? Yeah, I absolutely think it's lived up to my expectations. It feels great to be back. I've missed my colleagues that I was in the trenches with before and have really appreciated building new relationships with the new members. What I'm learning this time around is that there are a lot of ways to get work done and that we are always stronger working together as a team. You know, relationships matter. And so I'm, I'm just really grateful to be in such a great caucus that I see as a family. And I've appreciated working closely on education issues with Republicans across the aisle that are just as passionate about that work. And I'm hopeful that I'll be around to do that good work for a long time. I want to talk about bipartisanship for a moment. Washington, D.C., of course, is massively dysfunctional. And we're seeing some of that here at the state level as well, kind of a filtering down of something that's pretty unpleasant. But during your first term here, a fairly prominent Republican state representative referred to you on a radio broadcast as a rising star of the Washington state legislature. That kind of acceptance and that kind of confirmation from a member across the aisle may seem very unusual to people, but talk a little bit about bipartisanship and your own approach to getting things done in Washington. I believe most people are here because they want to do some good. And we might have some different ideas about what that is, but we do want to do good work for the people of Washington State. And if you go into a conversation with that understanding, then you're looking for common ground. And looking for common ground, I think, is probably the best thing you can do when you're talking to somebody that maybe doesn't see the world that the same way that you do. And the bills that I have been able to pass and work on or, or gather support um, from across the aisle and, and still maintain strong support from my own caucus has been where I've been able to find that common ground. There's only a few people that are so divisive. It just so happens that when they end up in the wrong deck chair, they can have a lot of negative impact. There's a lot of room for bipartisan work, and uh, I've my, my first session here was heavily reliant on that, and I think it's a good lesson for all legislators. Right now, the state legislature is locked in their second special session of 2017. The sticking point is the budget. The sticking point of the budget seems to be the McCleary decision, which is the Supreme Court shorthand for the legislature needs to fully fund basic education. As a lawmaker, as a parent, and as an educator, what is your take on this situation? We're going to fund schools better. The biggest debate we have right now is how. Are we going to continue a tax structure that is disproportionately taxing our middle and lower class and our small businesses, or are we going to try and even that out? That's where the where we're at right now in terms of the crossroads. We know we're going to fund schools. We just don't know on the backs of whom. And we're committed to finding a more progressive, a fair tax structure in our next steps instead of continuing this regressive pathway that is detrimental to our economy and just contributes to the inequity in our communities. Another thing that is a controversy right now in the legislature and is causing problems in homes throughout the state is the fact that 
There is in place a law that says that for kids to graduate from high school here in Washington, they must have passed three high-stakes tests, regardless of whether those relate to the classes they took. So there are thousands and thousands of high school seniors right now here in early June 2017 who took all their classes, they passed the required classes, they got the number of credits they needed, but they're not going to get a high school diploma with their peers because they may have not passed one, two, or all three of these high-stakes tests. As an educator and as a legislator, diagram the situation for us and try to explain it to people to whom it makes no sense. In an effort to try and make sure that policymakers can make informed decisions about schools, some accountabilities were put in place. And that includes using standardized test scores for a number of things, and one of those things is graduation. Standardized tests that are put in place by the state are intended to measure the state's education system. They were not written to measure an individual student's skill set. How a student performs on a test on a given day is one thing. How a student presents in class several classes in a day, 180 days a year, several years in a row, how they overcome things like being sick or missing a test, how students I talked to today overcame moving from school to school, making up credit deficiency, working with their teachers who have invested a lot of extra time and support for them. The grit and the hard work from those students should determine whether or not they move on to the next stage in their lives. I don't think a test should. And currently, nobody in the education community thinks a test should. You know, the PTA has risen and asked their members for a call to action to pass a bill that delinks tests from graduation. The State Board of Education is not opposing the bill that delinks testing. The Teachers Union, WEA, supports accountabilities that don't include a test score for measuring a student and whether or not they graduate. Countless organizations have come out and said one test score should not get in the way of a student who has demonstrated proficiency in all their classes We have lots to point to that says this is not a way to determine whether or not a student is college or career ready. It's misguided policy, and I think we've come to understand that, and now we just need to have the will to change it. Do you think the situation would have come about if there were more teachers serving in the state legislature? I think that's always a good thing. (laughs) But I'm not a representative of the only profession that would say that that is the case. This is in place because the federal government wanted some accountability, and unfortunately the federal government is so big that when they put and they when they put something in place, the state has to then, you know, put their hoop in place to meet that mark, and then each district has to put their hoop in place to meet the state's mark, and then each building has to put their hoop in place to make sure they're on track to meet the district mark who wants to make the state mark, who wants to make the federal mark. So, you know, when you are threatening to strip funding from schools if they don't jump through all of those consecutive hoops, then, yeah, we end up with a whole bunch of testing that takes minutes away from kids learning and takes away time from teachers to find all of the different entry points to different types of learners. That's why we have kids who are struggling to graduate right now. As you've heard today, you've heard heard about students that missed out on 
all of the minutes and hours when they would rather be learning about contemporary world issues, or they'd rather be in a class that helps them prepare for their college course they would like to take next year, or um, an elective that would keep them engaged and maybe give them a new interest. One student talked about you know, going into culinary school. I mean, we, they're just missing out on so many opportunities that we've put in place for them because we've put a test in their way. I think that's a great place to stop. It's not the most cheerful place to stop, but I think that it's an effective point to end this with the promise that I want to talk to you again in the future. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Representative Monica Stonier. I appreciate talking to you every chance I get. Always happy to be here. Well, that's it for today. If you're not already a Capital Ideas subscriber, you can sign up for free on iTunes or at housedemocrats.wa.gov. What we're talking about here is your state government, and what happens here matters a lot. The more you know about how it works, the better it can work for you. I'm Dan Frizzell for the Washington State House Democrats. Thanks for listening.